You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Workers Credit Union. Achieve your dreams the workers' way. Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? To advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon and Kat Deal. We are out on the road again as we continue our On the Road series. We're in Fitchburg, not too far from the Chamber office today at 44 Old Princeton Road at Next Generation Elite. And Kat, who is our guest today? Well, today we are joined by Jim Bennett, owner of Next Generation Elite. And Jim, thank you so much for having us back because we've been here before once for a ribbon cutting um, where we actually had the mayor out on the floor trying to push. What was that he was trying it to was, push? He was pushing a a, a, a sled. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't do he, so well. Well, no, he had his dress <laughs> shoes on and he was sliding on the turf. So. Oh, that's a good excuse. That's a good excuse for the mayor. We are not helping his athletic career. <laughs> he was, in his heyday, though, a he, very um, skilled football player at St. Bernard's. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. But... We're here to talk about all kinds of training. We are. And if you are an athlete or you're looking to brush up on your skills, this is the place to come to Next Generation Elite. Jim, Next Generation Elite, obviously we're talking about different pieces of athletic equipment here, but can you tell us kind of a brief overview of the business before we get into more specifics? Sure. So Next Generation Elite started about eight years ago as a football training company, Mm -hmm. um, bringing together football skills and speed, agility, strength, conditioning. Um, so we opened up uh, May 2022, mm-hmm. um, but Next Generation Elite NGE's been in business since 2015. You mentioned football. I know you've got a background in football. Can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got into this kind of training? Sure. So um, I high school football at uh, Medford High School um, many, many years ago. Then I went on to play uh, football at UMass Lowell when they had a program. It was a Division two school at the time. Now they're a Division One school, um, so yeah, I was a I was a linebacker, I was a long snapper in college, <clears throat> um, and then got into you know had several careers, and then we were talking about this earlier. I actually got hurt uh, at work and and had uh, three back surgeries. Spinal fusion was the last one, um, and sitting around saying, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, at that, you start reflecting and say, I, I want to actually enjoy what I do for a living. I have a chance to reset, you know, not all, we don't often get times to reset. We We're not. stuck in a career and, and a family to feed and you have things to do. And I was able to have a little reset. I was recovering from surgeries and I decided that I wanted to go become the coach I wish I had had. Oh, that's nice. That's a really, that's full circle for you then. Full circle. So, um... Peter Pappas uh, was the owner of Total Athletic Performance in Acton. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, John Dristolaris, uh, when I was looking for an internship, I was up in Mount Wachusett at the time, needed an internship, and he said, well, I've got a friend that owns uh, you know, a small strength conditioning facility. Would you like to, you know, would you like me to make the introduction? So uh, I said, absolutely. Uh, went down there, met with Peter, who was the owner at the time, and he, uh, he said, well, what's your five-year plan? And I said, well, I want to own the place. 
<laughs> Let's just put it on the table. Yeah, I said, I want to own this place. And he just kind of looked at me sideways and said, okay, uh, and brought me on. Um, a couple months later, started NGE uh, football out of Total Athletic Performance in Acton uh, and was running, um, you know, hour, hour and a half training sessions where it was half football skill training and half speed agility training. And at that time, you know, eight years ago, wasn't really a norm. It was, you know, you do speed agility training or you do a football clinic with just positional stuff. There wasn't a lot of people doing both together. Mm-hmm. Um, so bringing that together, it, it went well. And there's been ups and downs, obviously, eight years of, you know, <laughs> trial and error and, sure. and, and, you know, doing stuff at St. Bernard's and we would rent space from uh, the Shrewsbury Club. And then I started doing a lot of work over at St. Bernard's in Fitchburg, um, using their space, renting space from them, developed a great relationship with them and Tom Bingham and I've um, done a lot of work with, with them over there with their football team and actually have a Super Bowl ring from 2019 with them because I was considered their strength conditioning coach, a part-time strength conditioning coach, helping putting them through programs. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just I wanted to work with athletes. I wanted to enjoy going to work. I wanted to wake up um, and not dread going to work. And I found that I find I love I love what I do. Did it also help kind of with your recovery? Because I just think of you mentioned Absolutely. how many back surgeries yep. you had, and yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of folks to think I'm going to get into something where I'm going to be lifting weights and doing sure. athletic things after recovering from this. People might look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, sure. And you know they told me I was fully disabled, and I I wouldn't accept it. I um, you would know. never think that looking at you. Yeah, you know, as you know, and I could have just accepted it and went that way and. And just sat around and, you know, they said, well, you can be a greeter at Walmart and, you know, nothing <laughs> against greeters at Walmart, but that is not in my, my life plan mm-hmm. to be, a, you know, maybe when I retire someday and I'm looking to get out of the house, <laughs> maybe, but not, you know, at the time I was, uh, you know, 39 years old yeah. and, mm-hmm. and needed to feel like I had an impact in the community and, and, and always worked with kids. I, I used to work at a summer camp. I started as a camper at seven years old. And by the time I was 22, I left there every summer I was there and I was a assistant camp director in charge of 70 staff and 300 campers yeah. all summer long. Uh, and I always say that is my, obviously my athletic background helps, but in the schooling and in getting my degree in exercise science and all that stuff helped a lot. Um, but some of the things that I think helped were being able to be in front of a large group of, of, of kids, of kids, kids, yeah, and and getting them to do what you ask, mm-hmm. which is hard, you know, especially when there's three hundred of them <laughs> or there's three. And um, I have originally have a degree in, in from UMass Lowell in um, psychology and human behavior, and I use that degree way more than my exercise science degree. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, if I have a hundred athletes, and that's a hundred different reasons why they're here, mm-hmm. hundred different motivations. Some you need to pat them on the back and tell them it's going to be all right. And some you need to kick in the butt and say, you know, you need to try a little harder and it's finding that spark within each athlete. And, and that's a lot of psychology. So it's, it's a lot of psychology. It's a lot of um, encouraging them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to see anyone yelling and screaming at, at an athlete here in a negative way. There might right. be, come on, you got this. Let's go, go sure. run, run, run. Yeah. Um, but it's, if you fall, it's okay. We're going to get up and try again. That's so you, why we're here. So I'm just curious, what are the age groups of folks that come here? Because I know that you do work with a lot of the kids in sure. the region, mm-hmm. um, but you also have adults. you also have adults that come in. And so what is your population of folks that are coming in and what is everybody coming for? So our student athletes, um, I would say maybe nine years old is where we start, mm-hmm. uh, roughly mm-hmm. nine years old. On average, I say our athletes are 
sixth through twelfth grade. Okay. That middle school, high school mm -hmm. age, and then a lot of our our athletes that go off to college, they'll come back during their breaks, their winter breaks, their summer breaks, and they'll and they'll train here. And and I, I I'm not really training them mm -hmm. anymore. You know what I mean? I'm here as a guide um, because they most of them have their workouts from their colleges, from their teams, so they're following that. But so, they have a space locally where they've got the support, well, that, that was, the equipment, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and someone here to give them direction if needed. Correct, because some of them will say, do you know what this is? Because, ah. you know, as strength coaches, a lot of us have different terminology for mm -hmm. things. So mm -hmm. they'll, you know, do you know what this is? And I'll say, okay, and I'll show them what it is, and I'll give them a spot if they need it. Um, or, hey, coach, you got any mobility exercises? My my back is tight. Absolutely. Um, but our, our motto on that one with the college kids is our, our house, your program. Oh. So you bring your program, you have a place to train, um, but it also helps with our younger athletes. They see in these, you know, uh, these college guys coming back, working out and saying, you know, showing these younger, these sixth, seventh, eighth graders, hey, these guys went through the same program and look at them, they're playing D1 football right now. And when you come in here, you'll see a lot of different flags representing the different schools here. Yes. How many different colleges have your athletes gone <sighs> off to roughly? I mean... 30, maybe, maybe more. That's great. I don't, I don't even know how many flags are out there, but I'd say there's probably at least another 15 that aren't even up. Wow. Um, you know, and every year there's always one or two more mm -hmm. kids that graduate and go off to play somewhere. Um, I need to find some more wall space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I can't hang them as high anymore. I, I hung these others up with the scissor lift, but now that the turf is down, I can't drive a scissor <laughs> lift on them. So now it's just ladders and tape. <laughs> <laughs> and getting back to, you mentioned students age, you know, grades six through 12. Yeah. What I've, I, I, you talk to parents and you talk to even the student athletes themselves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, it seems like they're a lot more specialized than when we were in school. They are. Um, some kids will play a fall sport and a spring sport or even a winter sport. You're looking at two or three, but some now are just so hyper-focused on that one sport. I don't really agree with that. How has that though changed their needs? Uh, you know, when they come and see you and they're, they're so focused, how do they um, well, adapt, you know, I guess? We, I always encourage athletes to play multiple sports. Mm -hmm. um, and I will try to discourage athletes playing the same sport for three seasons. And, and it, it happens. I, I have players that athletes that play fall football, um, winter indoor football, and then spring football. Mm -hmm. And it's too much football. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, I, I, I know, and I talk with a lot of college coaches, they do not want to recruit single sport athletes. They want to make sure that you're a well-rounded athlete you're not burnt out because uh -huh. you're playing too much. Um, you're coachable by multiple coaches or that you're not, you know, you might be a, a, an all-star football player, but you're also on the basketball team and you're not the star player. Can you take that? Can you be a role player and still be part of the team and still give 100% effort? They want to see that because yeah. a lot of these guys were, were star quarterbacks or running backs in high school. They get to college and now they're, they're behind the three person. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Are they still going to be that team guy? Are they still going to support their, if they're sitting on the bench, you know, third string, are they still going to be present at practice and give everything they have? Coaches want to see that. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, is there concern about their, their bodies and the physicality of, of just being so focused on doing these repetitive motions for one thing? Absolutely. Um, I noticed it a lot when I started in acting with hockey, we acting total athletic performance was mainly a hockey facility before I got there. We helped change that and brought in a lot of football guys. But it was a lot of hockey players because Peter's son played hockey, so that was kind of mm -hmm. why he even opened it. We had a 70-foot skating, uh, artificial ice skating ramp in there and an artificial ice surface. and So it was a very hockey-focused facility. And 
these hockey players are playing on three, four teams, um, skating, you know, 48 weeks out of the year. Mm -hmm. And I noticed a lot of groin injuries and hip injuries because they're doing so much pushing, Mm -hmm. but they're not doing any pulling. So, you know, we get this a lot of overuse of certain muscles, you know, it's not a ton of, is a ton of push like in hockey, you know, you're skating, 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 we're pushing, pushing, pushing. We're going to get overdeveloped muscles on one side, underdeveloped on the other Uh is going to cause injury. Uh Um, So, and then sometimes these, you know, they'd come in and I would just, uh, sometimes we just, we're not training today. We're just going to stretch. We're just going to, we're going to relax today. We're going to work on some breathing techniques because they're, being overworked, you know, it was now their seventh day of skating and they're playing on three teams and sometimes they just need a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I always encourage, go play other sports. I, obviously we, we do a lot of football. So I try to encourage our football players. I said, if I could build the perfect football player, they would play football in the fall, wrestle in the winter, and then spring do some sort of track where they sprint and throw something. So let's go 50 meter sprints and let's throw the shot put. Right, that is a very well balanced athlete, and then throughout that year, strength conditioning throughout the year. And when you mention those three sports, how does that play into the other services that you provide here at NGE? Well, we, speaking of that, we started uh, NGE Wrestling Academy here oh. um, about a month after we had opened, mm-hmm. um, and part of it was you know me telling parents you should your son should wrestle mm-hmm. or or daughter should wrestle, and then not offering wrestling. So I'm, you know, pushing people away from our business to go to someone else's business. And that's not very good for business. Um, So we found um, we found some great wrestling coaches over the summer. And then uh, unfortunately, one of them passed away. He was uh, his name was Kieran Smith. He was a a head coach at Monty Tech. He was one of our coaches. Um, Phenomenal. He was a great guy. Um, And and he passed away. And 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 then we had another guy, Nate Piasecki, who ended up was you know, lived at the Olympic Training Center for years, and but he went back home uh, to like Chicago, Michigan area, uh, and we were stuck without any any yeah. wrestling coaches again. So we brought in Andrew L. Garen, who is a Lemister alum, used to coach at Lemister High School, um, was an AAU All American, um, but I also coached him in football in <laughs> 2011. Um, when I first moved to the area, I coached for the Twin City Blue Raiders, which is a semi-pro team, and yep. that was in the EFL. And Andrew was on that team, and so I got to know him then. So when uh, when I needed a coach, good friend of mine, Jamie Reyes, um, whose son Aramis wrestles for Lemister and plays football for Lemister High, um, he said, "Hey, we're going to bring Andrew." And I, you know, he's a wrestling coach. So we started talking, and he's he's taken the the reins since then, and he's done a great job. We've got a great great group of young young wrestlers here that we wrestle uh, during the winter, Tuesday and Thursday nights from six to eight p.m. It's great that you have such um, close community ties it, it is um and especially i didn't grow up here you know yeah. i grew up in somerville i lived in somerville till i was 12 or 13 then moved to medford and then off to umass lowell for four and a half years um and then out to la for five years so being out here i moved up here and it was because of my back surgeries i moved out here i was living in a triple decker in everett and i couldn't <laughs> get up the stairs so my mom was living out here and i so i came out and Stayed with her for a little while because she was on the first floors till I could recover. And then she ended up getting sick. Um, and then I met my wife. So I never left. Yeah. Um, and I love I love the area. I live 
3.2 miles from from NGE Sports Performance. And you know, all my best friends and and my family's up here now, so it's a, I, I love the area. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back as we continue our conversation with Jim Bennett, owner of Next Generation Elite at 44 Old Princeton Road here in Fitchburg. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal, on the road today at 44 Old Princeton Road here in Fitchburg at Next Generation Elite. We're chatting with the owner, Jim Bennett. It's great that we have the opportunity in our region to have someone that, you know, comes in and creates a business that is helping our student athletes and beyond. Obviously, you're talking about the college kids, too. And so you have wrestling, you have football. What other sports do you help with in terms Uh, of baseball? We um, I work with uh, Rob Laura, who is the president of Lemister Little League. Work with Rob a lot. We do some speed agility work with them. We did NGE baseball clinic over the spring. So work with Rob a lot. But I work with athletes from all sports. You know, yes, because of my background, I work with a lot of football. But if you look at these flags, there's soccer players, there's baseball players, there's basketball players, there's football players, there's swimmers, um, field hockey, lacrosse. So it, it, it's all across the board. In strength and conditioning itself, I would say it's about 90% all the same, mm-hmm. no matter the sport, right? It's I always say it's prehab, rehab, and conditioning that are different. So um, if it's a, a baseball player, we're going to maybe warm up your arm a little bit more. We're going to, you know, um, if it's a... Um, if it's a football player, we may maybe do a little bit more power sled pushing, but in general, the conditioning is different. You know, a hockey player is on the ice for 45 seconds and then resting for a minute and a half and a football player works hard for six, five or six seconds and then rest for 30. So that's a different conditioning. So my, my hockey players and, con- and football players are going to condition different, yeah. but as far as their, their power lifting, their strength, um, you know, their squats, their deadlifts. It's very similar. It's, there's not there's not much difference at all. So you're talking a lot about athletes that are already into their sports. They're well into them, but yep. you're also working with kids. Is there a level of athleticism you have to have before walking in here? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, I work with athletes that are that are kids that are just they're just playing flag football and and doing um, karate. You know, it's <laughs> it's um, you don't need to be in a sport. You don't need to be a superstar. Uh, we are about building confidence and strength and, and helping them stay safer out there. You know, it's a, this is a safe space for, for athletes to come. Um, very positive environment, high fives and, and, and encouragement. And, uh, you know, if I can help you eat a vegetable and, and tell you, you know, <laughs> I, I have parents that will ask me all the time, you know, hey, they won't eat their vegetables or this or that. And, and then they'll come back and say they tried a vegetable. Thank you. Yeah. And, and if we can, you know, work with these parents and help them pass along because <clears throat> you know, of parents. Well, I've been telling them this their whole life. I've been telling them this. And they won't listen. They won't listen anymore. And I always say, you know, you've been telling them to wipe their butt their whole life. They're done listening. That's <laughs> <laughs> literally the words I use. Okay. Yeah. They're yeah. done listening. And I can tell them the same exact thing that, that, you know, Tom tells them and they'll say, well, coach told me this. And Tom will say, well, I've been telling you this for the last year and they need to hear it from someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mind being that other person. Um, one of the other things that, that I was super proud of this this year was, I believe 
the final total was eight. Eight of our athletes um, earned honor roll for the first time ever. That's that's great. that's, this, that's, this that's past great. Semester, yeah. That just speaks volumes to the work you're doing here because you're not just training them physically. You're also training them mentally. There's a lot that goes into it. You're talking about the high fives, the encouragement in the yeah. building. You know, it's it's a very, it's a great environment for an athlete to walk into regardless yeah. of their skill level, but because you're also giving them more than just physical workouts. You're giving them a way to come in, like you said, it's a safe space for athletes to come in and and tell you, you know, this hurts or I want to work on this, something yep. they might not be comfortable telling a parent or a coach Absolutely. at their school. And, and we'll get, you know, they'll come in with their parent and, and, you know, say they're 11 years old and, oh, little little Timmy's nervous. It said, it's okay. It's okay to be a little nervous, um, but just know that you're going to come in here. No one's going to laugh at you if you trip. We're all going to encourage you. Um, we're going to help you. Become the best version of yourself. That's and that's great. really all we can ask for. It says it in your name, Next Generation Elite. And for the parents that come in and they see these students working out, or for folks that are listening right now yeah. wondering, do you offer anything for adults? We do. We do. We have um, what's called the Better You Boot Camp um, with rock star trainer Katie Collette. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Katie, but she's amazing. And she runs... Um, Five days a week, different times. I believe it's Mondays at 5.30 a.m. She does Tuesday, Thursdays at 9.15 a.m. Uh, Wednesdays, she does a noon time. Uh, and then Saturday morning, she does a 7 a.m. And it's an hour-long boot camp, mostly women, but not exclusive to women. Sometimes uh, one of the women's husbands will show up and, and hop in the train, uh, in, into a, a training session. But uh, very community, like sense of community. These, these, you, you come in here and these women are high-fiving each other and helping each other out, encouraging to, you know, just push a little more, and it's great. And then Katie just started a, several, uh, a few weeks ago. We started uh, an all-girls, like, preteen teen boot camp called Misfits, ms.fits. And it's, um, you know, and, and, and it's helping encourage these young girls who maybe might feel intimidated being in a training environment with a bunch of boys, um, you know, to be able to, give everything they have and, and, and be comfortable doing it. And that's really our goal with, with everybody here. You know, let's make you comfortable giving everything you have because that's the only way we're going to get better and they're going to get better is if they give 100%. So we give them the opportunity to give 100% um, without feeling like if I mess up, I'm, I'm embarrassed or, you know, it, it, we all fall. We, sure. all, we all trip. Mm-hmm. We just we need someone to say it's okay. Let's try again. I love it. And what's the feedback been like to these uh, the boot camps and to the misfits? It's been great. It's been great. Um, like I said, Katie, it, it helps having uh, great trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Katie is. Um, I feel like we're very similar in our styles of of being positive and, and encouraging. And uh, Katie's been doing this for a long time. I think she's been a, a trainer for fifteen years. And as soon as I met her. Uh, I, I knew it was the right fit. And so she had her little core group of, of, of women that she was working with. And then we put it out there and now with a bigger space, we were able to expand on that. And, and she's added some women to the, to the group. And all I hear from, from those women that have done the group is how much they love it. And then the positive feedback from the parents 
of these young girls. And you see it when they buy another package. They come back because they can all come in for one. If they come back for more and they keep coming back, then, then we're doing something right. And you're doing a lot of things right. It seems like every time we talk to you or come by here, you're adding new services and new classes and things like that. And I understand you're even getting into the disc golf business. Oh, yes, the putting league. (laughs) Yeah, Fitchburg Fitchburg Disc Golf Putting League started a couple months ago. We were doing Sunday nights, which I thought was a perfect night. And then I find out that Sunday nights aren't really great nights. So we ended up going to Friday nights. Mm-hmm. It's been great. I was here. My good friend, Mike Pearson, is the manager of the putting league. He's really the one that was into it and, and came to me with the idea. So um, I said, let's run with it. And uh, fr- this Friday night, I believe there was 18, wow. 18 golfers here. Mm-hmm. They usually have seven of the of the baskets out. And they do different obstacles. And they'll u- he'll use... Uh, our football pads or things like that to have to throw around. And there's one, a 300 pound tire out there, <laughs> tractor tire, and you'll have to like squat and throw through the tire. And, you know, it's almost like mini golf, disc golf putting. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool. And there's a cool, some cool sponsors. I know disc golf 978, which is a Fitchburg uh, business uh, is one of the sponsors and um, Meadowbrook disc golf uh, is an, is another one. So um, it's, it's getting out there and, and it's, and if we can fill the space, you know, on off hours, then then that's a great business move as well. Yeah, I love the fact that you're bringing disc golf in. We walked in and I saw the cages and the baskets down there and I was like, well, that's different from the last time I was yeah. here for sure. Yeah, there's always something different. And, and, you know, if we just stuck with, hey, we're just doing strength conditioning, we probably wouldn't still be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to expand and, and there's different seasons. And if we're... If, you know, a, a lot of our clients are football players, there's going to be times when football players aren't really around because they're, they're in the middle of their season. So we need to find other things um, and other athletes and, and other interests that are still in that athletic atmosphere, you know, of, you know, there's still some sort of a, an athleticism to it, um, whether it's disc golf or, or, um, or hockey or, you know, we're doing dodgeball Wednesday, starting Wednesday night. You're starting a dodgeball league yeah, so it's here. Gonna be, well, it's not necessarily a league yet. We're just starting, okay. but it's going to be, we're going to start with pickup dodgeball. Like you go to a, a basketball court and do pickup basketball, yeah. and we're going to do pickup dodgeball. Like That's that. fantastic. I yeah. love that you just keep adding stuff. And, and it's <laughs> very awesome. reactive as well to the community, it sounds like. You know, it sounds like you're listening Dodge to what's going fun. on. Yeah. Dodgeball. <laughs> Sorry. I had to get that one out there. So for, for people that have athletes in their family, they've got these student athletes and they, they want to make sure that their strength and conditioning is up to par. When they yeah. come here, what's the process like? How do you put together a plan to know, you know, what the schedule is going to be like, how many times they're going to come in and what you're going to work on? Sure. Well, a lot of that depends on the athlete and the family and, mm-hmm. and what their schedule is. So um, if they come in and, and I have programs, I, we have, you know, a program on the board. Basically I have a, a, a five day, five days of tri- of workouts on the board, but if they're only coming in, if they can come in twice a week, we can customize it to make sure that they're hitting everything twice a week. If they can come three days a week, we can customize it so that it, so that they're three days a week. We ought to make sure that they are also getting rest in between as well. So I would say on average with this, with our, our student athletes, especially that middle school, the freshman year, high school, two to three days is a good, is a, is a good amount of time to come in, get your work and then recover. As they get older, these juniors and seniors, and even these college guys, when they're really training they're, they're four days a week. Um, but you know, someone's usually paying, you know, if they're, they're in college and they're getting, they're on a scholarship, that, that's their job. Yeah. yeah. So they need to come in and work and, and, you know, we want to make sure that no one's overtraining. Um, we want to make sure that they're doing things properly. Right. So if we give them too much, they can't, learn it 
properly. Mm-hmm. You know, let's start with the basics. Let's go twice a week. Let's get that stuff down perfectly. And then we can expand. But the last thing I want to do is have someone get hurt. Right. Yeah. You know, so, and unfortunately, and some schools are great, but there's, you know, some of these kids go, eighth graders going into high school, will go into a high school weight room and there's not a qualified strength and conditioning coach there. So there's a coach doing his best, but it might be just a football coach that maybe isn't certified. Not his fault. That's just they're trying to get someone to fill that spot. There are some, some schools around here that have great strength conditioning coaches. So I don't know, I'm not saying that it's, that it's all schools, but, mm-hmm. but it's out there. There are, you know, and so my goal is to have these athletes, when they get into high school, know what they're doing. Right. So that if there isn't supervision, they're you not going to be safe. They're yeah. going to be safe. It's yeah. all about safety. And that's been in the news headlines, obviously, for the last yeah. couple of weeks um, yep. with a with a very prominent injury that occurred. So yep. hearing that, you know, you're here to help keep the athletes safe, yes. which is part of the conditioning and part of your training as an athlete. That's really it's encouraging for major, parents. Major part of it is keeping them safe. You yeah. know, so one of our when I first started and was trying to promote our strength conditioning was uh, stronger, faster, safer. You know, and and it's kind of a play on that old bigger, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're not trying to be as big as we want to be anymore. That was the '90s and '80s mentality of I want to be 300 pounds of muscle. But we found out you can't move at 300 pounds of muscle. We're building athletes, not bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the safety aspect of it is huge. You know, let's let's get faster, let's get stronger. But a stronger and faster athlete is a safer athlete out there on that field. So if we're going to work on your next strength, cause that's going to reduce concussions, you know, or, um, just, just be able to move properly in different ranges of motion. Um, it's going to help them in every sport and in life, just yeah. in general. And we're trying to build healthy habits so that they love to, to work out. We want them to enjoy this. I always say, I hate running. I, I hate running because I grew up playing football in the eighties and nineties and running was a punishment. I will never make exercise a punishment here. I can't. This is what we do. So if it's a punishment, they're not going to want to do it. They're not going to want to be here. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I very rarely have ever had to do it, but if there's someone that needs a timeout, <laughs> you know, it's not, hey, give me 100 push-ups. It's sit down and watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that hurts more than 100 push-ups do. Or, Absolutely. Or sprints, yeah. you know, or take a lap. It's like your parents telling you they're, they're disappointed in your actions. Oh man, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to per, you don't get to participate in this anymore. Yeah, and, and, you know, and that doesn't last very long. You know, usually if there's an issue with someone. I talk to them once and I say, mm. "Listen, we can't do that." Yeah, and they understand. It's 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 a full service here. It, it is a hundred percent full service on the athletes. And, and Jim, we've been having such a great time talking today, and I know a lot of folks are going to want to hear you talk some more, and they can actually hear that. Yes, I understand you're part of a podcast. Yep, myself and uh, my good friend Joe Beauregard, we have a podcast that's through Wave Radio Boston. Uh, it was on Wednesday nights. I believe we're moving to Sunday nights live, and then it'll be on Spotify. It goes on Spotify after that. It's called the All In Sports Huddle. Excellent. And we bring in coaches and athletes and sports reporters and and whatever the topic of the week is, and and try to discuss that based off of the season. And so we brought in uh, we bring in Dan Ventura from the Boston Herald and. Um, Dr. Peter Cummings, who's a good friend of ours, uh, who wrote a book with Merrill Hodge regarding the CTE studies at, at Boston University, and he's also the head doctor at TB12. And so we, we try to bring in these guys that we know, but um, have a pretty good following as well and, and yeah. can, can help inform our, our listeners um, on whatever we're, we're talking about. Before you check out, 
Jim's podcast, make sure you check out our podcast as well. (laughs) (laughs) And Jim, where can listeners go to find more information about your podcast and about your strength and conditioning programs and everything offered here at NGE? Yeah, so you can go to ngesportsperformance.com. You can email me at info at ngesportsperformance.com. Or you can hit me up on any of the social media outlets where we're either at NGE Sports Performance or uh, Coach Jim Bennett on pretty much every every platform. Jim, thank you so much for opening your doors for us today and having us in for um, a podcast and I'm just allowing us to talk to you about all the things that you're doing for the local athletes. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys coming by and, and uh, anytime. Jim, thanks for joining us. Jim Bennett with Next Generation Elite here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.